spoiler alert. Oh, fuck! This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking Black and Gruber Sands, our Goober fucking uncle, and familiarizing ourselves with hybrid cars. We've been trying to study, which is usually what everyone's hassling us about 24-7. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Okay. All right. Welcome to No Fucking ZD. Starting off right tonight, yeah. are we? Yeah. Everybody awake? Uh, I am now. I'm definitely. I was dead asleep. Evan walked in, put a microphone on my face, and uh, <laughs> here we go. Just like this, slapped him with it like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, NFZ is not your safe space. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're triggered. I don't know. Um, so here we are. Here we go. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea what to say about this. This is a. This is a tough one. We're in like like fourth year uh ap honors level sopranos in this episode and i'm not smart well we've got senioritis too that's the that big too. problem here is that I know. like we expected to be coasting and all of a sudden they hit us with these challenging ass fucking episodes yeah it's 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 kind of bullshit yeah chaser um yeah <laughs> i'm a little upset about this yeah um and so that's what tonight is all about we're gonna be uh be upset just upset <laughs> and ripping david chase apart for making us work harder on this podcast yeah. well it would all be for me for me personally i mean brendan's just at a loss he came in and there was one of those like he had those like wily e. coyote like mm. airplanes and and tweety birds flying around yeah. his head yeah um but for me there's just one thing that is throwing me for a loop. Yes. The monks. I was going to say that. Like, yeah. fuck off with the monks. Like, everything yeah. else is sort of like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You get slapped in the mouth by a monk, mm-hmm. and I got nothing now. It's, uh, yeah, that's one of the more confusing parts, for sure. And it's not um, like everything else is like a one-to-one, like, oh, this is this, like... No, but you know. some things are easier. You know, if you wanted to think that this was uh, a kind of Catholic purgatory, you could, because, you know, he's in the bar and, and sees the wildfires on TV and then looks in the opposite direction and sees the, the light flickering in the distance. See, this is the bullshit and, of all bullshit, because you came mm-hmm. in here like, oh, I don't have anything, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've studied hard. And then this whole... Cat- Catholic purgatory, you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then you come up with this purgatory thing that fucking, yeah, it trumps everything that I had ready to go here. Listen, like AJ, I've been studying hard for six seasons. <laughs> Trying to study. For, yeah, yeah. Um, I do love that that's his excuse still to this day. Well, like, we he's do, always talking about studying. We are hassling you 24-7. I mean, by the way, I think that we should continue to try to hassle, because Brendan really does handle the Twitter more than me. So just, uh, well, just no, the try, intern try, does. Try, 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 yeah, of course. <laughs> try to hassle him twenty four seven. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> just in the spirit of AJ. Yes. I love waking up to thirteen to twenty uh Twitter notifications and yeah. they're all when are you coming back and and uh demanding stuff. And I know, uh, and it's funny because yeah. like when we're here, people are like, Ugh. Yeah, I know. Quit the podcast. I know. Yeah. All the polls show. The data is there. It's <laughs> you true. know what I mean? The few polls that we, we I took. Mean, we did need, say maybe that. we need Nate Silver to take apart the numbers, but when it's like 80% quit the podcast and 2%, you know, mm-hmm. eat a pizza. The, the, those forecasts, I mean, you can't you can't deny them. No. And you can't. polls are never wrong. Never. So. No, absolutely <laughs> that's, not. That's Definitely something to not. think about. What do you think the NFZ approval rating is right now? Hmm. Um, are we doing better than the president? I think so. <laughs> I actually think we for, are. I'm hoping for that. I think we we're at about forty eight percent. I would say, which is better, but that means forty eight mm-hmm. out of every one hundred people, mm-hmm. like S- approves, approve, like C minus or above. Yeah, C- yeah, I would say so. Because a D, it's like you might as well have failed. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, what's really the the difference between a D and and an F? Right. So, um. We don't have that. We have a C minus. We'll, at we'll least. have to get yeah. the NFZ numerology interpreters in yeah. to deal with that one. Yep. Um, so we don't have anything to say about this episode. Yeah. So it's uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, that's it. So you can take your monks and bring <laughs> back to the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. Uh, well, I mean, we can first of all let's talk about just what a strange episode it is and what a uh, like you know polarizing episode it was. A lot of people don't like it. Um, you uh, know, the same people who probably didn't like the test dream episode aren't going to be into this one. Why isn't there a bingo square for this was a polarizing episode? Have have we said that a lot? Maybe I, you've said that a lot. Oh well, because I I I mostly watched Sopranos by my love. I don't know mm. if I've ever mentioned this on the show. Maybe I did years ago. But aside from getting given the DVD disc that starts with Adriana being killed by my <laughs> pot dealer in college, right. saying, like, yeah, just watch this. You've never seen it, but check it out. Right. And so, like, it starts out with Adriana, a- or with, with, uh, Adriana getting whacked. Um, spoilers, by the way. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, I actually mostly watch The Sopranos on my own mm. after finishing finals every year. So every summer... I would watch the entire series front to back. Yeah. Because I was a really dedicated student, so I didn't like have time to like sure. watch TV and you know, do and you know, no time for bullshit. Yeah, I don't know, but everyone I everyone was heard... ha- everyone was hassling me twenty four seven. Yeah. <laughs> so um but my record was eight days finishing the surprise and I would just like literally I would like call into work, I would literally do nothing but eat pizza and watch the, the show. The entire series. The entire series. And Damn. this was back when we had like a regular square TV that weighed hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> yep. And yep, yep. um <laughs> Like if you drop something behind it, you had to like you had to get like a forklift to move it out of the way, yep. or like everyone in your building. Um, yep. But like I had all the torrented ones. Sorry, I had all the torrented ones. And <laughs> sorry, Mr. Chase. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Chase. <laughs> we stole your show. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, someone's torrenting our podcast. Like I we hope should be so. so lucky. You know what I mean? You know, it has actually shown up on places that I didn't approve of it showing up on. Someone messaged us one time asking if they could download it, and I'd have it set so that you can't like download it. Uh, you know, if you're not on SoundCloud, yeah, yeah, you can't download. And then we, we, we need those numbers. Got to well, keep our ratios up. Yeah, and so and then some. Then he writes back, "Never mind, I found it." And there was another <laughs> website that just up, had uploaded all of them, and people are downloading from there. Okay, so that's whatever. strange. Anyway, sorry. Well, as long as that's going into our tally for our PR package that we're sending out this week. Right. Yeah. That's good. Um, anyway, so I would just, you know, I just eat pizza and watch the Soprano. That, that story was over. So that's it, basically. Oh, yeah. The torrenting. Well, right. Yeah. Uh, so like half the seasons were in like standard def and then like a couple of them, they'd switch over to being in widescreen. And mm. this was back when widescreen like sucked balls because it was a big square TV mm-hmm. or like not that big of a square TV. So everyone who's younger than 25, imagine the TV that you have now but cut off like the the edges yeah you know what i mean so like so like just 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 like slice it into three pieces so that they're so, <laughs> so that you wind up with a square in the middle that's that's what a tv used to be like and they looked like shit right and i think for people younger than 20 you're gonna have to explain what an actual tv is mm-hmm. it's basically mm-hmm. a lot like your phone except it was bigger and either mounted on a wall or on a stand and you would yep. pl- you have to plug it in, mm-hmm. you know, not and once no, a night. And no one threw them away right? back, <laughs> yeah. back then. I actually think that I got the TV that you had because we shared a roommate, or he came with me down here first. Oh, right, that enormous one. Yes, I think that came down with me to Jersey. But uh, That was a big fucking heavy TV. But yeah. that was the classic, like, old-school TV hand-me-down vibe yeah, yeah. where, like, it came out of someone's dad's, like, entertainment center. Exactly. And then That's they, exactly like, where it came updated from, yeah. it and got a flat screen that you know in the first generation of flat screens like did not look so great mm, god yeah we're old yeah <laughs> what happened here actually yeah. so yeah. okay so for the 20 year olds like you know you go into the weird the, you go into the crummy bodega or the store mm-hmm. and they're watching like you know pirated feeds of some sports thing from overseas and it's all it's all crunchy looking right that's how all tv used to look yeah, yeah. Think about like the Samsung curve, only it curved out the other way. And, <laughs> That's and a good point. Yeah, something this, like that. This segment brought to you by NFC Time Machine. Yep. There you <laughs> go. That's, that's our new segment. I like that this is turning into us becoming just old, cranky guys talking about the way it used to be. You know, what? I do like that. But I'm not going to be one of those dudes who's like, oh, back in the day, TV is awesome now. And TVs mm-hmm. are even better. Oh, they are. Yeah. Everything and looks great. Way cheaper. And they look, yeah, they look great. It's stupid. I even feel dumb for buying a TV like five years ago yeah because yeah you can buy one it's like you you know like 50 bucks you've got fucking you know right and i'm cinema vision yeah yeah yeah, i'm basically um all right so should we talk about the episode let's talk about the episode i mean so let's uh uh i mean let's try to break down the dream as much as we can some of it's fairly straightforward can we talk about the opening 
the credits are fantastic. Okay, yes. thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> top ten credits. Yep. Uh, him uh, waking up on a bed mm-hmm. in the opening. Yes. We've seen this a few times. We will see it again. We will. Yes. This is kind of a. This is a bit of a. I, I, I'm going to call it a motif, not a trope. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also something that stays within the Chase Weiner universe because there are actually, there's an episode of Mad Men actually, and we'll get to this when we, when we talk about the final episode, mm-hmm. the mad guys, yep. the mad guys. Yeah. Um, there's an episode of Mad Men that opens with, with Sally waking up, mm-hmm. hearing that same, um, hearing organ music. I don't remember that one, actually. Yeah, it's the first episode of the season where Don's married to um, to uh, Megan. Mm-hmm. And if you, by the way, if you had sweet spoil on another show on your bingo. <laughs> <laughs> bingo. <laughs> we need more bingo boards. Yeah, we do. I, yeah. It's funny because we've been talking about playing bingo for like two months and then like it hit us like at the end of the last episode, like if everyone has the same board. <laughs> we all we win. All, yeah, I mean, and that's 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 what NFC is all about. Mm-hmm. We all win, you know. 100%. This is a win-win podcast. Um, But basically like that's sort of a, that's sort of a thing that pops up here and there, but definitely in the Sopranos. I just wanted to point out the mad guys thing. <laughs> yeah. But definitely well, in the Sopranos, that final episode. Well, and I feel like almost every episode of, of 6B opens with him waking up, right? Because the first one is him waking up and the feds knock on the door and then, or not maybe not every one, but a ah, lot of them. good point. I think, but I don't okay. know. We've never seen it, so. We'll find out. Yeah. When, have they aired that season yet? Uh, no. Not yet. No. I, don't, I don't think the Sopranos okay. series finale has aired quite yet. Our 85-year-old intern is telling us no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't we should have mentioned so. that earlier then. The intern is very old. <laughs> Doesn't know how to do a Google. Yeah. We send him down to the library to, yeah, to check so on things. He'll be back. <laughs> um, so basically, he wakes up in bed. Yep. Tony has a great relationship with his bed. He does. But he's always kind of waking true. up in a daze. He's like not a morning person anyway. He kind of wakes up with that, where am I? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, this time it's really a where am I? Because he's, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's in Costa Mesa. Yeah. You, you said it's purgatory. Now I got well, nothing. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that's one way to look at it. I, I do know that like people kept referring to it as a dream sequence and David Chase would just say over and over again, it's not a dream sequence, but he wouldn't really elaborate. Uh, so mm. I don't know what that means exactly. Like, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if the show is going to really go into like an alternate dimension. <laughs> it's not a dream sequence. It's a retirement community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think that purgatory is certainly one way to read it, although maybe it's the most obvious. So maybe that's just not the way it wasn't obvious to me at all. I was not raised Catholic, but now, well, it, now, okay, yeah. now it sort of makes sense. But the the buddhists the monks i mean i yeah. like may, i was kind of thinking maybe it's sort of like it is in tony's head and he's kind of going through all of the spiritual teachings he's just kind of picked up along the way in life and yep, sort yep. of exploring them you know that that hotel is, is is the 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 monk afterlife and then the hotel he's originally in maybe is the more catholic afterlife well, you know i, I don't I, know i like that because you know what i think that the idea that you have to buy your own heating system in purgatory sounds like it's sucks mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that's not the message here yeah, because well, right if it you know yeah. um hell is hot nobody's ever disputed that that's but i didn't know that true. purgatory was cold yeah. you know <laughs> he's very true um so uh, yeah so he wakes up he seems to know where he is sort of but he has stomach pain so mm-hmm. what i'm thinking is that this is sort of a dream sequence but i think it's also his subconscious still ticking y- you yes, know what i mean agreed, yeah and i think that that's what we're looking at and whether he's in purgatory or not which i think he is now um it sort of sounds like well um yeah that makes a lot of sense with the a, fire on the fucking it, uh yeah. the but, bar tv but then again i mean that could just be something in his mind you know that he grew up a Catholic, you know, within the show's universe. And so maybe he's just making it all up because yep, that's, yep. What he, you know, cause there's, there's also those scenes in the parking lot with the helicopter and he looks up and for a split second sees an image of, you know, the doctor with the flashlight. So it's like, right. so when you go to heaven, it's not a helicopter that zooms in over you and St. Peter like throws you one of those ladders. Uh, I wish and he's like, come on. And I you have hope. to climb up it like fucking Lex Luthor escaping yeah. from jail. Yes. Heaven is an episode of Smallville. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For me, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I, 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 I like where you're going with this because the Costa Mesa thing, it's interesting that he's in Costa Mesa. Yeah. 
I mean, and and he also sees the fire on the TV that's supposed to be in Costa Mesa. So I think that either way, subconsciously, he knows that hell is like, you know, on his tail a little bit. Right. He's like, he, you know, he's Indiana Jonesing on the on the whip over the alligator pond. And I think he's al- always known that about his life. Yeah, probably. Spiritually, yeah. Indiana Jonesing. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that there's also... I just know that that the who am I, where am I going question that he asks. Um, mm-hmm. So John Patterson, who was the director on the show, always directed the season finales, passed away in between the season five finale and this premiere or uh, season six. No shit. And so David Chase went to see him in the hospital. I believe he, I, I think he had a terminal illness, but maybe it was a heart attack or something more sudden. That's too bad. Um, David Chase went to see him in the hospital and he was kind of out of it. And at one point actually woke up and said that, who am I and where am I going? And so that was kind of the inspiration for it. Oh, that's really and, nice. Yeah. And so that, you know, he talked about <laughs> how maybe death is just more of a loss of identity and a loss of self, kind of like losing your briefcase or losing your actual license, you know. Or losing your actual brain because you have Alzheimer's. Or that, yeah. That, you know, um, I don't know if I have all the pieces to really put it together, but there's yeah, sure. some of that. And then there's that screen when he's in the bar that he, that says, is death even real or, or is sin and disease and death even real? Yeah, and, I know. And so, yeah, I wonder if it's kind of asking the question of just kind of like, is it a real thing that we go through or is it just kind of losing the self that you have right now? Is it more of like an ego death kind of thing? You know, which uh, is, this is sort of a meditation on death. Yeah. It's, I take it away. It's a, that's a really interesting point. And I think that like, I think that one thing that the monks do for us is they, for me at least, they sort of say to me, okay, well, you know, all you know, it, death is a great equalizer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like everyone has these different faiths while they're here on earth. You believe some of them, maybe, maybe you don't. Right. Um, but you know, if this is some sort of representation of like a pre death, you know, convention <laughs> or right. something, right. Yeah. um, then, you know, I think that it's interesting that these monks are like so pissed off because that's very un unmonkly of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like slapping somebody doesn't seem They're the most violent people in the episode, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I think that it's interesting that he meets these dudes and it's like, you know, there are they're the idea is that they're super enlightened or they're whatever, you know, they've been preparing for death their whole lives. Mm-hmm. Still freaking out a little bit they're still freaking out or he's yeah you know what i mean yeah so i think that's an interesting thing in that um but also but the other thing about the monks that comes up for me is the fact that janice does visit him yeah and i'm sure that we don't see you know during the time when we're in finnerty land Mm -hmm. um like there are definitely people talking to him visiting things like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um you know, so maybe someone's talking about that stuff because that thing comes up later on um, in the in the hospital with the Ojibwe saying, "Right, yeah, yeah, yeah." And so there's definitely plenty of shit going on around him while he's you know under or whatever. Oh, I see. So you think that it influences what he's thinking about? I and, mean, when yeah. AJ's sitting there fucking rambling about the Shelby GT5 like convertible, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like <laughs> maybe a Shelby GT5 just like Grand Theft Auto drops like into it into into Kevin Finnerty land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. just jumps in. I I don't know. No, you know, I I I agree. Yeah, that, I mean, like I said, like you you see that doctor. He looks up and sees a split a split second image of that doctor. So yeah. in some way what's happening outside of the coma is, is affecting inside the coma. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even next week, what kind of gets him out of it is, is Polly just refusing to shut up in the, in the hospital room, <laughs> no, it's so, which is just such great, great black humor. But, yeah. um, so yeah, in some way, I, I, th- I think you're right. You know, like, I think maybe he's hearing some things and maybe that is kind of influencing what's going on in there. Like Janice is telling him some Buddhist thing yeah. and telling him to like, you know, be pure of heart and like mellow and all that shit. But then she's c- compl- like at the same time complaining to a nurse about how it's cold. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maybe Janice slaps a nurse, you know? Yeah. Very possible. Like, Tony, you know, in 
life we are in death it's like we're just be very zen about everything it's cold in here you know like i could totally see that happening <laughs> yep. with janice yeah well yes although let's talk about jan real quick you want to talk about jan uh yeah uh, she's she's real she's real as fuck in this episode she is yeah with her 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 huge livia breakdown i mean yeah you know. but i that seems real that's what i want to i'm not going to debate you but yeah, yeah you yeah. know like yeah, yeah. i'm not in here looking for a fight uh, well, unless you want to fight uh, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm like the monks. I slap, but I, and then I run away. <laughs> um, Janice's breakdown seems for real. Like it seems like too much for her because Tony really is her father figure. Like she's, mm. she's been protected by him time and again, and he's the most important man in her life. Like by a long shot, I think. Yeah. And I think that her breakdown, it seems for real. And she says, I can't get used to this. Yeah. Which now that you mentioned it sounds a little bit Livia like, but not as, I don't know, not as, uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's, it's, it's real to her. I, I, I do think, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's real, but she's definitely taking a page out of the, the Livia playbook there and being really dramatic. And that's true. Okay. And, fair uh, enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, but she, she's, she tries to spell them and stick around. She, she gives it an honest, like you guys go home, I'll stick around. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though she clearly can't handle it. Yeah. Like what's she going to do? Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about the whole thing. <laughs> I oh. just don't know. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I do know that the, um, you know, this whole idea of him just being like, I mean, let's just kind of talk about like, just to wrap up the, the purgatory hell thing, I guess, or, or okay. whatever it is. Okay. Um, it's I'll, all grouper sand in, yep. in purgatory, which <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> yep. It does. Everyone's kind of wearing those, like, uh, like the Hawaiian type shirts there, the Tommy Bahama shirts in that place, which I love. Um, just to show you, it's, it's a fun place. It, it does a look fun hotel bar. Yeah, it does. Cause they've got Hawaiian shirts on. Um, they like their job. He goes to the doctor and who finds these dark spots on his brain, which, um, you know, you could probably, and he's diagnosed essentially with early onset Alzheimer's. It's, in that a, scene. it's the deprivation of oxygen to certain parts of the brain. Right. But, but he, but he, the doctor says that it's also, uh, it could be Alzheimer's, which I think that, I think that's what Alzheimer's is, is what yeah? I'm saying. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, neither of us are doctors. Don't listen to us. No, not but at all. Um, I'm agreeing with you, <laughs> but there's, you know, I mean, of course on the surface it, that could just be about him kind of remembering junior and thinking about what what led him to where he is right now well yeah uh, but at the same time is is what you're talking about if this is a meditation about about death and what that means and if it if the idea behind this is like you're losing your identity mm-hmm. then i think that goes along with it yeah you know oh, what i yeah, mean totally because, i mean yeah in that scene the guy says or in that scene tony says you know my name's not even kevin kevin finnerty i found this like you charge this to someone else's insurance card mm-hmm. and the doctor says what is your real name and he just says well it doesn't even matter he like i almost, almost kind of wonder if he's forgotten his name in that at that point already um yeah and i also wonder the whole time sort of if he's kevin finnerty and forgot originally yeah i yeah. think about that because because you see the picture for a split second it sort of looks like him. Right. It sort of doesn't. Right. But, you know, maybe in that in that moment when we when we see the ID, we're seeing it, the angle, it seems like we're seeing it through his eyes. Yeah. Maybe he's looking at it and he sees a stranger. He doesn't know what he looks like. That's a good point. Because yeah, they totally. Because they couldn't have, it wouldn't have been possible for them to show the ID with the picture of James Gandolfini on it and for them to get across to the audience that he doesn't recognize that person. Right. It would have to be another actor. Otherwise we would kind of be convinced that he actually was Kevin Finnerty and that he was confused or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot in there that, that is still Tony in a way. I mean, he's at this convention where a military commander speaking, which is, is of course something that the actual Tony would want to go see. And, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. uh, this time around, he's a little, he's, he's on better terms with his wife, Carmela, who's not really the voice is not actually Carmela. Does, does uh, he use the name Carmela? I think he does at one point, or I think she's at least credited as Carmela's voice, but it's not oh, her. It's I just see. a really generic, generic sounding voice. See, this is what I was getting at is that like, there are elements of Tony's world in there. He's from New Jersey. He's a little mm-hmm. Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got a couple of kids, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, and, and, and his, his wife, his, his wife's voice in the phone at least has kind of the Italian American drawl. Totally. Yeah. Um, she sounds more Northern Jersey than he does, you know? Yeah. Oh, by a yeah. long shot. I mean, yeah. I think this is James, Gal- James Gandolfini's like regular voice that we're hearing, Yeah, which is always jarring. I know it, it sounds like 
a really Italian dude from Jersey trying to sound like he's from the Midwest or something. I know. I don't know. I like can't, he's just hard. eloquent. Yeah. But he, so, but that's what I was going to say is like the whole <clears throat> idea of losing your identity. I think it's an interesting thing there that like, it's like a sanitized version of Tony. Mm-hmm. And by, and, and, and by the same token, what I was thinking about also is that if this is his subconscious, you know, this could be part of him that is envisioning his life if he had gone straight, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, so he's, uh, he's selling precision optics or something now, but talks about how at one point he was selling patio furniture, which way back in the college episode, and he's got a Kingman, Arizona license li- uh, license or Kevin Finnerty does. It's from King Kingman, Arizona, which is one of the places he talked about having to go, right? Yeah. Or Arizona at least. Yeah. So being there Mr. Are, and Mrs. Mike Smith or whatever. Right. So in the patio furniture thing, but so between those two things, it, it is kind of, in a way, it's it's hell very specifically for the Tony Soprano we know, but but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's still some Tony Soprano in there too. You know, like this is very specific to, to his character in, yeah. in some ways. Yeah, yeah, and and also I I like the detail that he's really good at his job. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and it's kind of a funny, blurry like dream type thing that happens there. I get it. It's not a dream. It's a retirement community. Yeah, right, but right, um, it's kind of a blurry dream type thing where he, there are these strangers. Mm-hmm. And then they sit down and like after a while, it seems like they all know each other. And she's like, and the woman mentions like the salesman who snatched the brass ring four years. In a row. So they know who he is. Yeah. Well, he's like or a celebrity salesman or something. Yeah. yeah it's really weird. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, you know, but the, but the way they do that is very smooth and, and dreamlike to me where mm-hmm. like sort of memories become implanted mid dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, I yeah. think that happens a lot. Yep. Totally. And He's good at his job, which is really interesting because, you know, Tony's a smart guy. He's just applying all of his smarts to totally the wrong shit. Yeah. And he's distracted by like pussy and money, basically. Yep. In his real life. But, you know, in this in this Kevin Finnerty land, the the Tony Soprano in 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 Costa Mesa, I guess, is mm-hmm. um I don't know. It's very, very interesting. I also think that by the token, um, you know, uh, by the same token that we're saying, you know, the monks could have been there because Janice is yelling about Buddhism or something like that. Mm-hmm. He might be in Costa Mesa because he heard Meadow on the phone. Because isn't isn't Finn in Costa Mesa? Where is he? Mm, he's he's in California. Yeah, I'm he's not sure. From if he's... Costa Mesa, though, Finn makes his way in weird ways into Tony's subconscious. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because we talked about that with. Um, you know, with the test dream, because mm-hmm. Finn's in there and his parents are in and Annette, oh, yeah, the, yeah. Annette Benning and the whatnot. Right. Yeah. And Costa Mesa was just an interesting choice because the only, the only, re- the only remarkable thing about Costa Mesa really is that Finn DiTrolio, the fictional <laughs> character on The Sopranos, is from there. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, true. And I think, or maybe it is just that it's just completely unremarkable and that is yeah. kind of hell in a way. It's, it's Elvis country, I guess, right? I mean, I mean, well, Elvis country. They mean the South specifically when they say Elvis country. Well, anywhere, any place that doesn't have any Jews or Italians. And I, well, yeah, I guess Costa Mesa doesn't really fit that bill. Okay. All right. I don't think in that, I think Costa Mesa is just like a classic, like vanilla suburb. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. It's I think, that it's yeah. very, it, there's not really, there's, there's no satrials in Costa Mesa or at least not one that really like actually is authentic. No, you go to the deli you know? counter at the fucking, the, the Vons or the Ralphs right, or whatever. Exactly. You know that what sounds I mean? awesome actually. <laughs> hot sauces. It's not bad. I gotta be honest. Vons is cool. For someone who only goes there once every 10 years when I'm out in California, I, Vons is not bad. Well, the best they shit is good that donuts. They have good, they have good donuts. They got a good deli. They have, <laughs> this is actually um, on topic somehow, but when my grandfather got really old, you mm-hmm. know, we'd take turns going out to visit him and he lived in the middle of nowhere in California. And as he got older and older, he, he was, he was like, his mind started going, but never in like a substantial Alzheimer's kind of way. He'd mm-hmm. just like tell you just, the same story yep. every time. That happens. Yeah. yeah, totally. And so, but the thing was, you'd, you'd have to, you know, if you went to visit him that day, you'd, you'd go shopping for him and pick up some food for him. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> toward the end of his life, all he was eating was like high octane American crap, like nice. bologna, Twizzlers and like potato salad. 
it's like all he wants. This is like an old Italian guy. And for some reason, he just got into that. So we had to go. We were visiting and we went to the Vons to pick up some potato salad. My mom was like, don't get anything like fancy. None of this bacon shit. He wants just like the regular like American like July 4th stuff. Hell yeah. At the Vons Deli, they have like six types of potato salad. So we're standing there testing potato salad. Like, (laughs) which one's the worst? Like, basically, like. (laughs) That's the one. Yeah. Oh, this one has sour cream in it. Fuck no. Yeah. You know? bacon i i think not you know like see i would go for the bacon personally but i respect him that's awesome the bacon's good but yeah. i think that just the standard like potato it's like potatoes and mayonnaise basically pretty much yeah and like and, onion and I, sugar there's definitely a lot of oh, sugar in there that's right yeah. yeah so it's like mayonnaise on mayonnaise potatoes and sugar that makes sense so yeah. like we'd bring that and like the twizzlers and like a gallon of milk and he'd be like great i can eat for like a week because he <laughs> he was like really skinny like the crypt keeper oh man <laughs> i can't wait for those years though where it's like fuck it i'm giving up this is i want the i want what i want yeah Every single day. And Everybody's going to be bringing me like Totino's pizza rolls or something that like that. That sounds fucking fantastic. Actually, now that you mentioned it, I think that when we're in our hundreds or whatever, we're going to be like, we're, we'll definitely make it to our hundreds, yeah, by totally. the way. It's yeah. the future. Yeah. You know, we're just going to be seamlessly all day long. True. Yeah. I'm going to like just like spend my grandkids' this. inheritance on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uber like, isn't seamless for some I reason. I want ramen and, <laughs> and barbecue. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's let's take a break and, and we'll we'll have to discuss and see if we really understand what's going on and uh, maybe come back with some better <laughs> insights. Um, okay. We should talk about AJ. AJ plays a pretty big role. And then we have to talk about, I mean, the Carmelo scene is one of the best Edie Falco ever did. If Maybe not, maybe the best scene she it ever did. It gets me really hot down there. It, every single time, <laughs> definitely. I can feel it now, even, like, actually. Um, so we'll be right back. Here's a commercial. No fucking ZD is brought to you by truck hijacking narcotics. In fact, if you ever heard of anything going down. shoots going by the way <laughs> i'm the new guy yeah you're the new guy yeah it's great that australian chick beat me out before <laughs> but you know uh welcome back guys i'm assuming you didn't go anywhere and just continued listening straight through if they're listening then they're listening yeah um so you know we'll uh we'll, we'll come back to tony's comatose sequence but uh you know, let's talk about what's going on outside of that so there's uh some, some mob stuff believe it or not in this well, episode lots of like i think that it's nice that we get supplemented with some petty mafia shit because there's all this philosophical business but then mm-hmm. there's some just good old like harebrain arguing going down you yeah. know what i mean yep a lot um, of um, a lot of money to split up with Eugene gone. Um, yeah, uh, they do visit Gene's. We we get one shot of Eugene. They mm-hmm. go to his uh, his wake. His wake. Mm-hmm. That's a wake with the the coffin open. That is the wake. Okay, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, such a morbid experience. But uh, I've never been to one. Hope not to. Well, they're strange. I'll tell you do that. a thing with a vase that someone's in, mm. but or an urn, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so. I, Chris, I love Chris's comment about like who wouldn't want to take the easy way out. Yeah, right. He's like so holier than thou. I you know, know what I mean? I it's yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's a, a little bit of infighting here and there. Uh, Vito is still very ambitious and thinking that he is a, is more important than he really is. Although he's he's a big earner. We hear. Yeah, um, he's not as big anymore physically. Nope. nope. A, I want to know how he's still so fat and like eating like carrot sticks and broccoli rob. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> now he's like conventional fat. Right. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Yeah, he's 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 doing well. I mean, he'll he'll slip back in eventually with the uh with the barbecue chicken on the on the car ride back from New Hampshire, <laughs> but wiping it on his leg. Yeah. Um. Ugh, that's like a Bill Burr joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
please tell it. Tell the Bill, Bill Burr joke. Um, <laughs> America. It's, they're all kind of trying to, first of all, suck up to Carmella. Everyone yep. has to make sure that Carmella knows that, that they're there to help out. Everyone's Polly and Vito argue about who's going to take AJ home. Yep. Chris beats Vito uh, to the punch buying the stereo or the, the little CD boombox. Well, he sort of beats him to the punch, but also maybe sort of just steals his idea That's while true. throwing cold water on it. He doesn't need that. You know? True. Like, maybe. Maybe. But it's it's hilarious that they dropped it off. But also, it uh, I don't know if this is symbolic, but it reminds me of when uh, episode one or two, when when uh, Tony shows up at Livia's house with a boombox. True. With yeah, yeah. All, all her favorites. Yep. Just doing his best. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, of course, AJ forgets all of Tony's favorites <laughs> in the episode, but... I don't think any, I don't think AJ knows anything about anyone's favorite but his own. No, probably like, not. Ask him about anyone's favorite anything. He's just like, oh. Yeah. You know? He's, um... You know, he's a little shit in this episode, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I guess he always is. But he's an exquisite little shit, though, in this episode. He is. He's gotten angrier. Yeah. He's rebelling more because of this whole thing. He's referring to his dad as Tony Soprano because mm-hmm. he's, like, basically totally deluded from his own feelings. Yep. Just trying to distance himself entirely from it. Yep. Yep. Hard to, I mean, it, it's hard to deal with, I'm sure. Sure, of course. In, you know, just in general, um, but also just being a mob kid is probably not the easiest thing oh yeah maybe Completely. it is maybe it's kind of awesome actually but um certainly thing. i mean you get definitely get like Marilyn manson shirts whenever you want yeah yeah um but i i'm thinking a lot about aj um just because uh, again it's we all like to shit on him uh, and it's been said that i think that this time around we're, we're cutting him a little more slack or at least i still kind of am just watching it now from a distance from that age altogether yep uh, and I also just think that it's just so apparent that he is a a mini Tony, you know? I mean, yeah. when you think about Tony, of course, he's a lot tougher than AJ, or at least comes across as being a lot tougher than AJ, and it's it's really tempting just to call AJ a, a whiny little brat, but 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 Tony is too. Right. Isn't, isn't selfish little shit that doesn't give... Uh, what, what does Rosalie say? Selfish little boy who doesn't give a fuck he's maybe yeah that sounds about right yeah i don't don't think that's exactly it but no anyway but but, close but but you could describe tony that way i totally agree yeah when i think about he's aj is just it's very clear to me that he's tony's son now more than ever and i think you could you could definitely picture tony being his age and, and kind of acting the same way well but there's one difference and that and that's that aj really shows that he's he's pissed off at junior uh yeah well true he's he's ready to be like fuck this guy like yeah. for real he's really upset and angry about it and he is yeah. that is a little bit of a departure from the way tony has dealt with this all the way through yeah if only aj aj knew like oh, you know the, the, the shit the juniors put him through yeah true be even more upset i'm sure true that's that's true um tony was still up until now at least kind of riding that whole uh, family matters more than anything, y- you know, essentially a guilt trip or a sentimentality trip or, wh- or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but still, when I th- when you think about Tony that we know in the show, I mean, he's he's a person who flips out about getting the wrong orange juice. Uh, he's very <laughs> passive aggressive to everyone. He's yeah. slamming things and yelling about bullshit and caring about bullshit. Um, so they're really not all that different as, you know, it's totally true. And like, and, and AJ is also eating really heavily. He's like gorging on food after apparently saying he was sick because yes. he didn't want to be arrested. So he's like avoiding things by making up excuses. Yep. And then he's eating really like, he, that's a, that's a crazy plate he's putting together. Like, I'm surprised that the, they, they must've gotten the deluxe Chinette, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that paper plate, like, whoa boy, I, I feel like, I felt like it was just about to like disintegrate under all that weight. Yeah. Just the grease just falling right through that paper but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't yeah it's, i mean it's soprano that's got to be the best you it's know? Gotta, they probably have like really crazy like their paper plates are probably basically like things that i would eat on and wash <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly you hand wash them once you're done and save them because yeah. they're, they're that expensive exactly yeah um and in that scene he's being so pa- he's being very passive aggressive like, like tony mm. usually is he's he's loading up the plate and looks looks over to meadow and just kind of turns it around on her and he's like what why are you judging me about this plate you but know she didn't it's just, say anything it's right, like it's, yeah. he's just so annoying and like and meadow is there wearing that shirt and no bra and like <laughs> she's just you know she's she's 
a little bit more in touch with things about it. Mm-hmm. But she's also delusional mm-hmm. in her own way with this whole like what antibiotic is he on? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I've never been in a position where I have someone that is close to me. Who's, who's really fucked up like that. Yeah. But I just think that it's so impolite to get in the doctor's face like that. Yeah. And, and all because you spent a summer in, in, a an ICU. Uh, yeah. She's, she thinks she knows a lot more than she actually knows. I know. Yeah. And, and, and Finn is going to kind of call her to task a little bit later mm-hmm. on this season when he says, we're in a fucking like giant house in Caldwell, New Jersey. Like, don't tell me about this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she really, you know, she, she's got too much confidence for how much she actually knows about the world. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say the the one or two quick cutaways of Finn are extremely funny to me. I, when she's just yeah. grilling him about, it. are you coming out here coming out here because my dad, or just because you want to leave California? And he's like, both. Is that so bad? That so bad. And he's like, <laughs> so in this. Good. I wonder if dental school is really like that. Like you're mm-hmm. like there are a million people sitting there with like a dummy, and you're like yanking the teeth out or something. Yeah, it's a great cutaway because it starts with just him, and then you realize he's in a room full of people on the phone, just yeah. being incredibly rude. <laughs> know, All these people like, have to listen to his bullshit. He's so annoying. He's like, is that so bad? Like. <laughs> Finn is such a puss. I know, I know. Well, he'll be gone soon enough. He'll have one more major scene with the, with the whole Vito stuff, or I mean, I, I guess I'll have a couple more scenes. But he'll be smoking weed with Meadow after they fuck. True. Yeah, he'll he'll have one more major story point. Then we'll say that. That's true. Um, that's true. Him and Matouche, low key big deal characters. Yeah, true. Very true. Um, and uh, and Matouche, of course, is brought up with uh, when Christopher meets Agent Harris and, and okay. Goddard. Here's the thing, because, if we, you know, it's been like 14 years since we've done the podcast. But mm-hmm. the, the last episode we did before we started this season was or one of or yeah. one of the last episodes. We very recently Adriana dies. Right. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And Matouche was a huge part of that. Right. And and the thing that was really interesting to me about that scene. I mean, that is a great scene with agent Harris. I, as always, I'm team team agent Harris. Love agent you know, Harris. He's yeah. great. Yeah. He's got his new buddy who's going to go on to be part of uh, Francis Underwood's cabinet. Right. <laughs> much later in the future. <laughs> right. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. kill off a couple of reporters, whatever. <laughs> um, but basically it's, it's really interesting because, uh, well, first of all, obviously the FBI guys miss them, but there's a little bit of, of you know, they, there's some, there's some gaps to fill in here because essentially one thing that happens is that, you know, he brings up Matouche cause he's taught, he, you know, Chris is saying, I wouldn't know any of these suicide bombers mm-hmm. or whatever if he bit me on the ass and, and agent Harris brings up Matouche mm-hmm. and, and he says, you know, he was doing all this stuff. And Chris says, well, I didn't know any of that until you guys told me about it. Right. So apparently somewhere along the line, there was some sort of meeting or like conversation that someone had with Chris. Right. Where they they not only brought up Matouche, who was like central to all of Adriana's yeah. death. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. So not a whole way to put death. It. Yeah. A whole death. Yeah. Um, but also, like, wouldn't that be like if I was in the FBI, I'd be a little reticent to bring up Matouche, you know, to, to, to be like, we know about that. Right. But I guess Chris knows that they know about. But if I was Chris, I'd really be reticent to bring up Matouche mm. because I'd be like, oh, I don't know shit about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I guess like, let's imagine that scene. I'm assuming that means that after Adriana went missing um, when she after she fled to China, which, of course, we know is what actually happened at the end of that episode. Um, Silvio lets her go. He just shoots into the air and then she goes to China. Uh, that's China. the official. <laughs> yeah, she goes to China. Yeah, um, that's the official NFZ stance on. On where Adriana is now. Yep. Um, yep. My guess then is that they called Christopher in for questioning at some point, right? Because how else would he know? Why would they have told him? They must have said something about we know Matusha's at the crazy horse. Uh, we right. know Adriana's missing, right? I mean, and but how would they? But but did they know? Like, you know, Adriana said that she got Chris to think about it when she was on the phone with them. Right. But that's the only confirmation they have that she brought it up to Chris. So would would they be confident enough to bring it up, assuming that he knew that she was a cooperator? Like, I would still be like, yeah, maybe she's lying. You know what I mean? 
they would think she was lying the or FBI. Yeah. yeah because the whole thing is like she goes missing they probably know what happened but do they really want to blow their cover as having adriana as a cooperator oh i see if chris is keeping to his story where like she just left i don't know right because you then, know what i mean in that way they're almost blowing her cover and now he might kill her yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or just saying like we like just getting the mob guys to think about cooperators or to think about the fact that Adriana was a cooperator if they didn't know yeah. might might fuck up some of their evidence that they have you know because yeah. a lot of that is based on the fact that it's a secret and that they don't know the you know yeah. like I, I yeah i guess you're right i mean it, it is a little weird but maybe they just felt very confident that uh, who knows how much time had gone by cuz this is yeah. really you know in real time the season was about 2 years after the facts sure. so maybe it's maybe they waited a year and eventually brought him in yeah but um but also the way he talks about it it sounds like a conversation that happened a while ago yeah so you know, i mean like, it could have been you like you guys told me about that i didn't know you know what i right. mean like that sounds like something that's not so fresh so it could have been at this point then a year beforehand maybe um that sounds about right yeah I, either way it sounds like they had a conversation at some point and really that scene uh, a, a couple things are happening in that scene but really we kind of just get that's the end of the adriana story for real as far as the fbi investigation goes i guess yeah you know? actually that's a really good point they slip it in there quite nicely yeah that basically we looked into this we found nothing we know yep. that you know more than than you're saying you know that we know what was going on to some extent but we're at a standstill and and now we're off on this this whole war on terror thing yeah so you know for the, for a lot of the people who are watching and, and thinking that adriana was going to definitely come back or that um maybe there would be an investigation into it you know whether it slips by you watching this the first time or not that really does just wrap up that whole that whole plot line that's, that's a really good point so yeah. at the very i guess at the very least like that's what they're trying to say with this yeah i think i think that's part of it and then it starts the the next phase of it which is that um they've now dangled the carrot of of if you guys ever hear anything about you know Ahmed and Muhammad uh, these guys that that come to the, the the Bing sometimes, if you you know, just let us know if you ever hear anything, and that kind of is setting up the eventual the the series finale when Tony yep. goes back to them with some uh, and he information. Plays that card, yeah, yeah. So, and it's interesting that like it, it's you know it, it's it's interesting that this whole thing comes full circle yeah a couple of times you know what i mean because now they're sitting in satriales and they're talking about this third party enemy you know what i mean and yeah, like yeah, chris yeah. is not the priority anymore it's also an interesting situation seeing that scene where chris is he's 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 the man you know as mm. as they say in the pit in the low rises in the wire you know mm -hmm. like chris chris is the man for now right and he's at satriales and he's you know he's the mayor of munchkin land essentially <laughs> right and he's He's hanging out there and he's the one, you know, busting the chops of the FBI guys because Tony's not around. Yeah. He's certainly not as smooth as Tony with no, all but the things. He's thing. pretty good, though. <laughs> I have to say, he, yeah. is, he is pretty good, but like his jokes are like, you know, the whole like the truckload of towels went missing. Yep. Like, <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, pal. Yeah. That's nowhere close to his, uh, you know, the thing about turkeys is they have no sense of direction. <laughs> They're on their way to Food Emporium and now look. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you put out that many jokes, some of them aren't going to land, you know, so I'll, I'll give him credit, though. We know nothing about that. No, we don't. 100% um, success rate on the yeah. jokes. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of why that scene's in there. It's it's when you think about this as being one long season, this is the the first act, I guess, of the the new FBI storyline. I think that's totally you know? that's real. Yeah, uh, and I think it's true. I think he's right that in some ways they do kind of miss it. Um, we always talk about the allure of the Sopran of the Soprano family or, or, or of the mafia in general. Yeah. And, how people can't just they can't just get they can't get away you know it's well, just so much more glamorous about terrorism you know what no, i mean especially and when like, you have a stomach parasite because of it you know well there's that and also like the fact that and really i mean we are this these are shades of gray here but like yeah. the whole point of terrorism is to kill innocent people right and the whole idea of the mafia is based on the fact that like you know the consequences if you get involved True. You know what Very I good mean? Point. Even yeah. though they're totally fucking over everybody around them, they're not going around blowing people up. Right. 
often. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes there's a little friendly fire, stray shot, whatever. You know what I mean? But like. It's more straight greed. Yeah. yeah. It's more greed and it's more, it's almost like a white collar crime com- when you compare it to terrorism. Right. You know I what I so. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting how like Agent Harris used to be like, yes, we're going to wire the Sopranos. And now he's like, I want to go get a sandwich. Like go say hey to my old boys yeah. know, that I used to like trail. <laughs> the other thing is he knows them so well. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's like it's like at work when when I have someone coming in, I do like a lot of research like I know about like their history and stuff like that and what they're up to. And mm-hmm. like I, I remember, you know, like a few weeks ago, I had this like a famous rapper coming in and I was like, so do I call him Greg or like, what does he go by? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like doing all this research and stuff. And it's just like the whole idea of knowing so much about someone and they kind of have no idea who you are. Mm hmm is like a little bit of a funny like psychic situation to be in yeah you know what totally, i mean yeah totally um just going back to aj again thinking about this as one long season at the end of it aj will try to kill himself basically and be extremely yep. depressed and kind of just be obsessing about this fact that um uh, just of just death and and feeling like he uh doesn't really know what where, where he's going i guess if mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. if you will um because he certainly doesn't fit in with with the mob world as we'll find out when he tries to quote unquote kill junior yeah um but so yeah, he sucks at it he does suck at that yeah um but yeah that's the beginning of his season six story here as well where he's kind of you know coming back to respecting his dad or or at least talking to his dad and feeling like he has to avenge his dad and that's not going to go well and yeah he's going to get he's going to have some trouble finding himself over season six well i'm having uh, having no trouble finding him and and i'm loving every (laughs) second um i think that yeah i i think that aj is is definitely i i'm out on a limb here he might be the protagonist of season six he's i think he is so again he's the mcmuffin he's the mcmuffin or he, no he's not the mcmuffin like season six is a mcmuffin and he's what it's actually about kind of that i actually sort of believe that kind of you sort of believe me I or you sort, sort of, of agree i i agree with you uh i don't know what i mean actually anymore um but i i do think that he is super important especially to the end a lot of the yep. weird revelations he's gonna have over the course of the series or season play a big part in the final episode and final scene yeah no question to me oh completely he, and i think maybe the whole show's a mcmuffin and yeah, it's all maybe. about aj yeah um uh, but yeah i mean he he obsesses about the darker things in life and death and has to kind of come to a place of acceptance about that again mm-hmm. i think i really think one of the most important lines of the series or the series finale or the last season is that that joke that Polly makes about whether or not we're in life surrounded by death or the other way around um mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just death kind of being a character on the show yep um and kind of just being around us at all at all times and kind of what we do with that knowledge and 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 just what we do day to day to kind of just forget about that yep. or live with it or whatever i'm totally with you yeah i mean i think that we should have uh, a class at uh columbia university i totally agree i mean like, why haven't they asked yeah, yeah. i mean we, like you know it's not up to us to ask it's up to them to ask we're waiting you know what i mean like we're mm-hmm. do a whole week on mcmuffins <laughs> totally. you know what i mean yeah. like and if you bring a mcmuffin to class you get, a, you get a good grade <laughs> yeah, yeah automatically exactly. uh no pita pockets no just straight mcmuffins mm, delicious yeah um so i mean quickly i guess let's check in on juniors has a scene where he's uh now just denying that he shot tony altogether but he is there yeah. so he fires melvoin yeah because his arm is fucked up from his stroke and it made him uncomfortable Poor guy or nervous yeah. yep and uh it's a hilarious scene yeah where he has to do these things where they're like what's this it's, it's like it's a watch and a pencil <laughs> you know like, <laughs> it's fucking awesome and the yeah. guy just like He's a professional at sitting there and being yelled at by crazy people, basically. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, yeah that's sucks. what he does. Uh, a lot of good humor in this in this episode. They, of course, it's just very Sopranos, but they they're able to fit in a lot of great dark humor, um, like Vito fucking farting on that couch. That's yep. probably I want a gif of that just to like yep. send on like very important business related. <laughs> 
like Slack channels and stuff like that. Just like when someone says like, hey, I really need you to do this. I'm just going to send them that with Did, Vito sort of farting a like, little nope, bit. Yeah. Like, I don't care. You could track it in After Effects with some t- with some text there that says nope coming out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wait, could we please? Yeah, I'll make that. Oh, dude. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start asking for money on um on uh graphics and uh, uh no, well what's the thingy majig uh on uh fuck patreon or yeah, patreon. Uh, yeah. yeah we're great fundraisers <laughs> for that we're gonna yeah. start asking for money on patreon and brendan's gonna make some gifts <laughs> with just the word nope coming out of Vito's ass i'm gonna make that for sure i will yeah. definitely make that oh my god i would i would pay money for that well how much that's we'll start it there where well i don't have to pay for now. it because it was half my idea okay right so the money will just go to you i guess yeah yeah okay fair fair don't warhol my gift okay <laughs> you know <laughs> um i think we uh let's, i mean well, we don't need to go into the medical stuff he's no. he's sort of dying he's sort of dead yeah he's mm-hmm. like he's in a coma he's snowed with ativan blah 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 let's just let's just quickly discuss the we don't we don't have to discuss it we can just praise it the, the carmella american girl scene i mean what can you say that that probably hasn't been said a, a, a well-earned Emmy in that scene. It's one well, of she the, got the Emmy that year. Yes, she did. Oh, and she's amazing. It's incredible. Her, Her best th- work probably, probably in the whole series, maybe uh, aside from, um, you know, uh, white caps when they have white- the, the major arguments and get divorced, but this is just Shit. incredible. Well, this is also very restrained, you know it what is, I mean? Yeah. Because she's like the whole episode we're like waiting for her to boil over. Mm-hmm. And in the next episode, it really happens. Mm-hmm. Like she fucking loses it on AJ and, and everyone at home is sitting there with the popcorn. Like, yes, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> right. But, um, this particular episode, you're watching her the whole time and she's managing everything. She's managing all these people trying not to crack. Yeah. Chrissy's there for her when she starts crying that mm-hmm. one time. Credit where credit's due. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, she really, she's very, very upset legitimately. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and, and in a way, all of this whole situation, it, it really simplifies things for her because she doesn't have to think about like, you know, like whether this is right or not standing by this man, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? She cares about him. He's fucked up. She's helping. You know what I mean? And like, I think that it's, it's, that's one reason why it works so well is because it's a time when we get very straightforward emotion from Carmela. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not complicated by the fact that she sort of hates him. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff is left by the wayside. Yeah. I think what she's feeling here is very true. If, you know, even if it is a little sentimental, it's always these things that make us suddenly realize how much we either care or don't care about people. You know, when, yeah. when, when the people we know get shot and are in the hospital. Well, I think it's As, like, I think the inverse of this is like if someone gets married and you're like, eh, you you know how much you care about them, right? You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's amazing, and it's a great scene, and full of callbacks. She again brings up the uh, going to hell line from the pilot. You know, um, Jesus, so, uh, which was a fucking stinger of a line. Like, yeah. I'm glad they kept bringing that up because that's like one of those things. Like, everyone has those like falling asleep like shit i wish i hadn't done that in 2008 yes. you know what i mean uh, that's for me when i'm doing the dishes a lot of the time when oh, i'm yeah. or when i'm doing something like menial that i'm like just so you oh, have the God. opposite experience of carmela where you're like where carmela's washing the dishes imagine getting imagining getting eaten out by the, whip, the right. wallpaper man <laughs> yes. and like you're washing well, I, the dishes thinking about the awkward things you said in college <laughs> i'm thinking about the wallpaper man as well <laughs> but yeah 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 um all right so we have a couple questions this week we uh asked a little late but i think there's some stuff here um don't don't back down I won't stand your ground. I will not back down and just don't back well, down. Uh, so this kind of just goes off what we were just talking about. Um, and it's sort of about the end of last season, but this comes from, uh, at JP Vary or Vary. How much does Karm want Tony back versus being forced into taking him back by his poisoning of all the lawyers and accountants? Whoa. Throwback. Mm. I mean, like, I think that she's forced. I think she is forced. And, and I then think she makes a deal. Right, I she think makes it work for her in, her, the in the end. Monetary thing and the spec house, which we really haven't talked about quite yet, because uh, we had Hugh DeAngelis in the episode last week. Um, That's right, just looking all pissed off. Love that scene. We should have talked about it, but hey, <laughs> oh well, we missed it. Um, Get but, Pudgy Walsh on the horn. <laughs> yeah. uh, he retired, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it was monetary, but also just like a comfort thing. It's when you're used to something, you just kind of stick with that. It makes it much easier to go back. It does. And she and and she lost. We talked about that. She lost. This was the. 
you know, Tony really handled this as a war. He his gamesmanship was better in the end. Right. Um, this comes from at uh, CZ23 Greg. Uh, a, do you own a scrapbook? And if the answer to A is yes, do you have any scraps in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I have like internet bookmarks. Right. Which are, tell us exactly the website. It's for like it. recipes and like, oh, uh, um, uh, it's like rando knickknacks on Amazon that I forgot to buy like two years ago and no longer need. Like mm-hmm. adapter cables for like a stereo I used to have. Yeah, I have a lot of that. I have a, I have a wish list full of stuff that I just no longer need on yeah. Amazon. That's yeah. what we're leaving to our kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's all we got. Exactly. Um, this comes from uh, what a story, Mark. Uh, do you think post coma Tony would have let Eugene retire to Florida? When no. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say because like maybe he would have been feeling the afterglow of of surviving this thing and still in his stop and smell the roses phase and maybe he would have but at the same time he is still tony and And more selfish than ever yeah ultimately is yeah but maybe like if eugene asked him in the hospital do you think he would have said yes (laughs) (laughs) the way christopher asked to get the cleaver funding (laughs) i I fucking love how that comes up later on yeah uh good question i don't think so yeah uh, this comes from at ego winters. What changed in your lives during the seven year hiatus from the podcast? <laughs> um, it got hot and stayed hot. I don't know if anyone here is in New York, but it's like still warm out. It's starting to cool off a little bit, but does not have that oaky fall feeling. I know. And I need it to be cooler. Cause I just can't like Brendan's uh, a bright red Irishman I, right now, I am. by the way. Yes, I am. But anytime it, the temperature ticks above 75, it's uh, just like phew. my cheeks. Uh, yes, it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's very embarrassing. Thank you. Genetics. Thanks yeah. very much for that. And we're going to try not to talk politics, but uh, it's not going so great. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, all right. This question's for me. Actually, it's from uh, from nurse Maria at Marissa, Marissa Albanese. Uh, question for Brendan. Why do you continue to subject Evan to the questions when he so clearly hates them? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag already addressed this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, uh, I think that I only hate some of them to clarify. Yeah. I just like seeing Evan squirm in the seat. It's just fun. <laughs> uh, all right. That's going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week to talk about the next episode. Uh, um, uh, mayhem. <laughs> you don't say. And, uh, and Tony waking up and all that fun stuff. Another, uh, another cameo from Steve Buscemi. Some good stuff coming up and um, we're getting back to normal pretty soon. We're getting away from this coma shooting stuff pretty soon. We so. were in a coma and now we're doing the podcast yes. again. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're still in the afterlife. We actually said last week that we, we were dead. Um, the afterlife, we are out of milk. So if you guys are coming to join us anytime soon, <laughs> we need some milk or half and half for the coffee. Uh, all right. So on the almond milk, it, it, uh, it's not the same. No, it's not the same. And it doesn't, it doesn't blend. No, it just doesn't. Uh, all right. So that'll do it. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.